This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend, Natalie Poucher. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you guys had a good week. Uh, I will say this week is going to be a little bit on the heavier side. Uh, You know, I I know there's so much going on in the world right now, and so I don't mean to add on anything, you know, more stressful if you're an empath. I I hear, like, I'm suffering with you. It's just so much to take in, and... It can be very draining and exhausting, Um, but I do want to share what's going on in my life with you guys as I do every week. And so this past week, I was actually on my cousin's podcast, my cousin that you guys know, Tanya, and her podcast is Faith and Other F-Words. And I really wanted to repurpose the show because I just thought it was so important, the conversations we were having uh, surrounding addiction and, you know, family matters of estrangement, uh, cancer, death all these things that are so uncomfortable to talk about, but yet so necessary. So I hope that you guys can listen with an open heart and an open mind as I ask of you every week. And I do want to have uh, my mom on at least in the next couple of weeks to sort of talk about what's going on with my brother who you will hear about in this episode. By the time that you guys hear this, he will have already turned himself in. Um, He will be going to prison. And I don't really talk about the details as to why he's going and, and all of that. And that's why I sort of want to have my mom on that, uh, that podcast to talk about because, you know, it's not my story to tell. It's, it's obviously his, so it's not even my mom's either, but I would love to get her sort of her perspective on everything that our family is going through and everything that we've been going through, honestly, majority of my entire life. So and I hate to say that it's it's not our first rodeo. Um, this is something that's very familiar within our family, but doesn't make it any less difficult to deal with. So if you guys, um, if you are, or someone you know is dealing with addiction, um, please make sure to reach out and call somebody. There's a hotline, the S-A-M-S-H-A hotline, and it's 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-HELP. Please make sure to, to call. You're not alone. And I know it can feel very isolating at times, but but you're not. So I hope that you guys uh, listen with an open heart and open mind like I ask of you every week. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. This is the way I am. It's just the way I am. And I want to dance with you. Yeah, I'm your biggest fan. Hi. 
Hello. How are you? I'm good. Salut. Salut. Cheers. You're drinking red wine too. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Do you know know what you're drinking? No. No. It's Cab. I know it's Cab, (laughs) but I don't know the brand. Me too. Me too. It's like some fancy schmancy like French thing. I'm like, I'm just going to pour this. Yeah, but it's out on the counter. Yeah, but you're married to like, you're not married yet, but you're fiancéed up to a really bougie person. Mine's from uh, a company called First Leaf. It's like a wine subscription. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they take... Is it the one that has like the low calorie, low carb, low sugar? Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, they, They work with like small wineries around the world. And nice. then they like educate you on the wine. And so it's really about the like booklet that it comes in. It's very cute. And you, you like build a profile. Anyways, I've, you know, that, you know, that's, you're not a sponsor. They're not a sponsor. You don't no. have to talk about this. <laughs> I just like talking people about cool that's stuff. That's what they pay you for. I mean, no, shit, they want no to. I love that. It's yeah. Promote them. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Uh, but I forgot to turn off the subscription. So for the last like four quarters, <laughs> I've gotten hundred dollars worth of wine and I end up drinking like I only drink two glasses of wine every single time I have a bottle and then it goes bad. Really? Yeah. Do you not have um, the, what's it called that like keeps it from? No. You have the, what is it called? You have that. Uh, um, I don't even, honestly, we, we will drink the whole bottle. So our wine never I know you guys. Bad. Or if it, if it does, he turns it into like a vinegar. So you just leave it in your fridge and then you add it to like pasta sauces and, you can actually use it as like a vinegar because it will turn into a vinegar. Oh, off, like, because I feel like I had two bottles back to back and I was like, I'm going to make a vinegar with it. And then I just end up tossing them. But you can even add it to just like, it, like when you're pasta. making a sauce yeah. or something. Yeah. Like anything, really. You just add a little dab to yeah. it and it gives it that sort of like acidity. Yeah. And that's all you need I to do. I do it with it mushrooms and that's it. Yeah, mm. exactly. So you can keep it. It's all right. Eh. Yeah. Or just drink it. I'll just ask Riley, hey, can you, what should I do? And by the way, the subscription thing is so fascinating that that's so many business models, right? The I know. subscription models. People bank on you forgetting For sure. that they're like, oh, uh, X amount, whatever percentage is going to forget about it. And they're just going to keep paying, a, you know, a monthly thing. And that's how they make their money. I mean, that's, we need to come up with something like that. I know. Ooh. Hello. Ooh. <laughs> I've been looking at houses. Really? Where? Mm. I feel like you've been looking at houses in the desert for a while. Yeah. As like an Airbnb investment property. Yeah, I'm looking at like 150k and under. Yeah, you can find something, huh? Because it, it's in the it's in the middle of which is so. Are you checking like Joshua Tree yeah. area? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because I feel like that's like a hot spot. It now. is. I was gonna tell you. I'm like, like, we should go into business. Look, I'm not opposed to I know. it. We should. I got some money in the bank. I know. You know the only reason why I don't want to do it is because there's a bubble right now. Yeah. Where that's it's about to pop. Yeah, me too. That's kind of what I've been thinking. Unfortunately. But yeah. I was looking and I was like, if I went fifty and Natalie went fifty and then we put it into fixing it a little. I'm oh, sorry, hold on one second. Do you hear that music? No. He's having a part he's a he's has he has a club going really? on the Piper. <laughs> It's bedtime and it's a club downstairs. Oh, I really wish. Is I this could what hear happens it. when I leave the room? It's like, it's like disco balls. Party. You know, yeah, it's like a, it's like a scene in a movie. Like disco balls drop, and all of a sudden, it's just like they get they tear off their pajamas and they're just like in is it, in dresses. Is it just him and Piper downstairs? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's funny. I wouldn't. It's funny. I wouldn't be opposed to it. It's just 
the timing of it, I think, is just a little off. And it's all a timing game in real estate. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. But I, I yeah. keep looking at it and seeing, like, how much they drop, how much they increase, like, what you can get for 150 Because you can either get – It seems so cheap. It's very cheap. Um, but it's, like, the houses that we went to go visit. Right. So, like, 300000 will get you a three-bedroom, two-bath, mediocre country type of – Joshua Tree type of house but then yeah. you can get one that's like 150 that's like one bedroom one bath that somebody has just like renovated and it's like pretty mm-hmm. decent and maybe it just needs like new flooring or like okay just but like how much are you renting that out for your airbnb is probably what it would be and you can get you can cover the mortgage with airbnb oh you can mm-hmm. like are we assuming um, that we can rent it out 70 percent so of the like year? let's pretend you rent it out at least three weekends a month you can easily mm-hmm. make four hundred dollars a weekend. So four hundred times three is twelve hundred. And I was looking at mortgages that are roughly at like eight hundred or twelve hundred. Mm. So either yeah, because I mean, I feel like you have to cover then the cleaning costs and just like property, yeah. you know, taxes and all. Yeah, there's so many yeah. things that you have to cover that you don't think about as owners. You yeah, know. but if we bought it cash, then there isn't a mortgage. Because if we if you take it in half, then like seventy seventy, and then after that it's it's just profiting on it, and then that the property builds value double time, and then it's a business you get yeah. to write off everything. So like all the furniture you buy, um, if we hire like an executive assistant to like manage it, we can write all that off. Like I've been I, you know I've been doing this for a while. You've been doing your research. Yeah. Oh, I know. I have the little like ebook I read it and I listened to the different <laughs> little podcasts on it. It's like a very lucrative business. Yeah. So it's new. I ideas already. I don't even know. Uh what is new? So I listened to your podcast so I know I checked in on your life. You sort of know what's going I on. Mean, yeah. yeah. Happy anniversary to trips. you and Riley. Thank you. How embarrassing that I had no idea how many years we I'm were. I'm very surprised that you are not more like emotionally like lovey-dovey no i'm not which is so I'm weird not that i'm not that girl i know i i'm not like the every 28th it's our anniversary like good morning honey good. like no and I, i'm like wait what it's very sweet that I'm riley very, like, was i know that's very Who i didn't that? i did not see that one coming me neither very sweet. but you know it works out sometimes you need like the yin to the yang you need the person that's gonna be excited about certain things when you're not not that I'm not excited about yeah. it, but you know, it's, I mean, it was, uh, when John and I dated, we dated for five and a half years, but I swear to God, we celebrated our like 30 year anniversary three times. Cause we had forgotten. <laughs> I was like, what year like, is this? I think one year we didn't even celebrate it. Cause we were like mad at each other. And I was like, fuck you. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and then afterward I was like, yeah, we dated for like, what, like three and a half. And he's like five and a half. And I was like, right. I forgot right. about those like other two weeks didn't celebrate i think it happens i think it's like unless it's like a milestone or your first love you really aren't keeping track yeah unfortunately you're just getting old you got other things to keep track of like a a kid or a mortgage you got kids yeah (laughs) you're more worried about like not forgetting their birthday you know or like (sighs) paying the bills on time yeah exactly but my life's the same what's going on with yours um let's see so uncle is dying I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Like, really feel about that? It's weird. I feel like it's the same every time someone dies. Really? 
like from I mean when it's somebody elder and not your parents right because that's all you can really compare it like to. when my mom and dad die I'm going to like die I'm going to be a like a disaster it's it's, it's way more devastating like absolutely but like grandparents aunts uncles right those just feel different mm-hmm. and then what and I think also the relationship yeah. that you had with him um, and there's so many factors, obviously, right. right? It's the relationship, maybe the fact that he doesn't have kids. So it's not like you feel like you're obligated to take care of his children or uh, there's just so many things that. Yeah. So that I feel like here's the backstory for anybody who's unfamiliar. Um, my uncle is dying of stage four cancer. He is my next door neighbor. I live on a family property with my uncle living in the front unit. I'm in the middle unit. And then my dad is also on the property in the back unit. So it's a very uh, family oriented property. And the fun part is that my dad and my uncle did not get along <laughs> for many, many years. For how many years? Yeah. For dude, you know? years. I, as long as I've been alive, it's always been like on and off. Uh, there was okay. like one or two years where they actually did business together. Mm-hmm. And then my uncle just like fucked it up. And then my dad mm-hmm. was pissed off about it. And then they just didn't see eye to eye for a very long time. Um, and then my aunt, who is my dad's sister, uh, she also doesn't get along with her brothers. Like they all, there's three, there's of, three them. of them and they all have different personalities right. and they all have a generational, I don't want to say trauma, but their mom died at a very young, uh, their mom died when she was like 40 or 50 in a tragic way. My uncle is gay and, and he came out in the family when he was like 16, which was probably in the 19, I don't know, 1970s when he came out. Right. And growing up in a very Spanish Castilian household, being gay, you're Catholic. There was no gay. What, what are you talking about? You know? Yeah. So he came out in an era where that was not acceptable. When he came out, his mom slapped him in the face and was like, no. <clears throat> and then he blamed. Wait, wait, your mom, uh, your grandma on their side. What I th- was it your grandpa that li- who lived in the ha- who lived in the house that your that your uncle lives in? Uh, so my great grandmother outlived her daughter. <gasps> and she lived in the house that your uncle currently yeah, lives so in. Yeah, so everyone on my dad's side that came to America has lived on this family property. Oh, I'm what? The f- my god. I'm the fourth generation to live here? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So my grandmother didn't approve it. Like the whole family, he had a hard time with being gay in our family. And so he ended up becoming a flight attendant and just exploring the world. I was like, peace out. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go where like I can be accepted and be free. And do you don't, I, I don't blame of him. Course. Yeah. But um, that whole period of him coming out, there was a lot of um, misunderstanding as to how his parents accepted or rather did not accept that. And he blamed it on my aunt. Like, Oh, you were in mom and dad's ear. Like it's your fault that mm-hmm. mom and dad didn't accept me. Meanwhile, my aunt had no idea. She like, you know, it was like, hush, hush. It was like, she didn't even know he right. was gay. She just thought he was being a jerk. Right. <laughs> right, right. But but I think because her personality is so strong right. 
and she was sort of the matriarch, even yes. of just them three, he still put a lot of pressure and weight on her. Exactly. So right. he has kind of always been the black sheep of the family, not because that's the actuality, but because he had kind of put himself in that box. And then there's just a variety of things that happen in the lifespan of somebody. Uh, and so there's always been like a strained relationship between my dad, my aunt, and then he and I never really had an incredible relationship from, you know, when I was an infant up until, you know, I was an adult, it was just like, oh, that's my uncle. I don't really know him. I knew he was gay. And so like, we would always talk about things that were, you know, like we talk about more risque. Yeah. We talk about men and we would talk about interior design (laughs) and, you know, we would just like talk about things you would talk about with your great uncle um yeah yeah so but I think having brain cancer puts pressure on a part of your brain that controls your um, impulses and your behavior and so there was a lot of times in my life that I saw him just like act out and honestly be a jerk um I remember not knowing he had cancer or oh no knowing? not knowing I just thought he was mean Oh, so now do, do you feel different? Now it's like about- this makes sense. It's probably that you had pressure on your frontal lobe, which causes you to see things in a completely different way. And like, right? How long has he had cancer for? That that he's known of. I think. It's, and what are the doctors? I think say? it's like a year and a half now. Okay. Yeah. Since he found out. Since he found out. And do the doctors say like, oh no, you've had this for X amount of time? Can they tell the, by the size of like the? The thing is, tumor? is that right before he got his diagnosis I had put healthy boundaries in because he wasn't being very respectful of me and so Mm -hmm. I was like you cannot talk to me like this anymore like (laughs) we live on the same property you need to be nice like Uh you you cannot yell at me this is not appropriate it was like that yeah like he didn't like my dogs barking at him but then he would like antagonize them and so anyways we just had some healthy boundaries that needed to be set. And so when he got diagnosed, it was a very heightened uh, point in our relationship. And so we didn't get a lot of details from him about, you know, what it was. It it all just unfolded very interestingly where Mm -hmm. it was like, I have brain cancer. And we were like, oh, okay. And then he told the entire staff at the hospital that he didn't want anybody to come and that if his family came to visit him, he was going to sue the whole hospital. <laughs> that reminds me. I know. Isn't that a lot isn't of people that, that I know. Yeah. And then my aunt was like, okay. And my aunt just shows up and all the nurses yeah. are like, hi. Oh, come on in. He's been waiting for you. <laughs> and I wonder if they know. I think so. That they just like speak almost like it's like a uh, not out of turn, but just like unknowingly. It's like a dementia like, person, right? It's like you're confused. You've got a massive exactly. tumor on your brain. Your decision making is off. Everybody wants their loved ones around. This breaks my heart. I know. Yeah. And so then my aunt was just like, "Hi, we're here." Uh, and then he just kind of looked at her and I was like, "Okay." And it's just like a, like a little kid that has a tantrum. You just like you want love, and you just like act out until someone hugs you, and then you know kids are just like. Did oh. I mean? Did he seem like he was completely like out of it and like losing it, or he just seemed like to be very angry and agitated for very unknown reasons? But he could he could have a conversation. With yeah, you. yeah, like logic and cognitive function was there, yes. but emotional. 
impulse was not or was uh very there (laughs) it was like right like zero to 100 over like a broken pencil type of thing you're like whoa what just happened here and like my personality is like I'm not gonna get mad I'm not gonna yell because if I yell it's it's not gonna go well and like mm -mm. so now having this information how do you feel how have you been like processing that that's a great question so the way that I've seen it is it's I always lead with empathy it's like you know, I don't know what it was like to grow up in a household. I don't know what you felt. I don't know what it, I don't know what my dad said to you or my aunt said to you or, you know, how some, there's so many things. I just, I don't know. Like you've never done anything bad to me. I don't have any ill will towards you, but now as we've reached this point over the last year, you know, I just didn't even talk about our, you know, little conflict. And it was just like, we started having lunches together every month and, you know, just trying to support him and be there for him. And so now as he's entering his final days, it's kind of like we were all kind of around him on his deathbed. I mean, he's not going to pass in the next hour or anything, but we all know the end is coming. And just being, it's so weird to have eye contact with somebody when they're in such a vulnerable humble state and to just Mm -hmm. know that your presence means something to them and that it's like all is forgiven dude you know like yeah but you're saying that to me but have you said it to him I haven't said that he's forgiven I don't think I need to say it I think he already knows by the mere fact of showing up being there I'm sorry yeah, just by, by you being Yeah, there. just by being there, by checking in, by, you know, I, I brought him some pink glitter tumblers. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in a caregiving type of state, it's like you can't really drink water by yourself anymore. So, like, a regular yeah, glass yeah. doesn't work. So you need, like, a special type of glass. And it's really nice mm-hmm. when there's a straw. And my aunt wasn't going to get him a cool one. So, like, I got him, like, glittery pink ones. <laughs> pink. Like, <laughs> so, like fabulous so fabulous and yeah. like i was like look i got you glitter and he's like his face just like lit up and he's like yeah pink cup you know oh it's like things like that or it's like so so he feels your energy 100%. has shifted like it's 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 not awkward or you're not coming in with like this sort of there's things to un sort of or like something things to talk about no not with me with my dad sort of, it was my dad had a like you're my little brother I love you I'll see told him oh that? my god yeah he was like I love you you're my little brother I'll see you on the other side say <gasps> hi to everybody say hi to and he like named all of our ancestors no mm-hmm. he's already had that conversation oh my that was the first thing my dad said to him my dad was like oh you're taking a trip you're, you're gonna get ready to take a, a trip right like and what is and what does he say my uncle was just like at first because i mean he's got uh, brain cancer it's, it's, so it's, i mean it's advanced now yeah, to the point yeah. like where he understands can he speak he can speak but there's a cognitive delay so you need time for him to interpret what Process. yes and then yeah. to verbalize whatever he's thinking so there's anywhere between like a five to 15 second delay before he can answer you right he's literally like looking at you like processing Correct. it all so oh my gosh yeah and then it was beautiful to- so what it, what does he say to that like knowing that someone's saying hey you're about to cross over he just looked at him and he nodded and he said yeah and then my dad said you know don't be afraid don't don't be afraid at all and he was like okay like message received type of thing yeah it was really cool you were in the room yeah oh that one that one 
I started. That one tugged. Oh yeah. It was yeah. like, whoa, can you imagine like your brother your after brother. 60 years, you're on your deathbed and your older brother is like, I love you. You know what? I always wonder not to be like insensitive or anything, no. but I almost wonder if it's easier to have not a great relationship mm, with yeah, a sibling. Yeah, to say goodbye. To say goodbye yeah. versus like, they're my best friend. They're my right arm. And what am I going to do without you? Yeah. Like, I wonder what the difference is. Like, I wonder if it hurts more because we didn't have that relationship. Like, are you mourning two different ways, but it hurts just as much? No. Or it's different. I think huh? it's 100% different. Like, when you yeah, die, it's, like it's going to be – I hope I go before you. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I've, I've always said it. I But I, I will die before all of you. <laughs> Why? I, I ha- Because I'm just that – I have that – that thing over my head that, like, I will go before all of you. And that's okay. What thing? What thing over your head? <laughs> like, I, it's like that zero zero one percent Like, if shit's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. I don't really think shit happens. So uh, I will either outlive all of you or I will die before all of you. Um, I'm selfish like that, though. I'd definitely rather die before. Oh, my I can't, God. I can't when say goodbye. When the first one of us dies, it's going to be no, the worst. I can't handle it. I almost think it's like a curse. Look at my grandmother. She has buried so many family members. I'm not going to lie. I won't be surprised if she buries a son. Ooh. You know? Yeah. Like, she's buried everyone. Like, all of her um, her husband's, like, brothers and sisters and, you know, her own family members, they're all gone. It's like one left. So you think that's and a curse? And she's the only one standing. I think it may be a curse. Mm. like I don't know is it a blessing or is, I, I think it depends on how you look at it but at the same time she's been able to see all of her great grandchildren yeah so it's almost like if you want to live to see them you got to see a lot of them go yeah and it's also weird that like as soon as someone dies I feel like somebody new in the family is born yes like I feel that happens a lot yes like one out one in With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. So skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Fall is busy, but HelloFresh recipes save time you'd otherwise spend meal planning, shopping, and chopping. So you can get back to what matters. HelloFresh's family-friendly menu is a big win for back-to-school season with easy, delicious recipes for drama-free dinners, because we all know how that goes. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from each week, from vegetarian meals and calorie-smart choices to extra-special gourmet options. You know, that's Riley's favorite. (laughs) There's something for everyone to enjoy with recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. And let me tell you, Riley has tried this, and Riley is the bougiest guy ever. (laughs) And he loved it, okay? I cooked for him, and for me, I don't like to cook for him sometimes because... He's very picky, even though he tells me, oh, honey, it's so great. I'm like, you're such a liar. But this one, he actually really liked it. He's like, the like the, the actual meats are fresh. If my chef's happy, I promise you, your husbands and wives and kids are going to be happy. So 
Make sure to go to HelloFresh.com slash Humble14 and use code Humble14 for up to 14 meals free. You guys, I'm giving you 14 meals for free, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Humble14 and use code Humble14 for up to 14 meals free, including free shipping. You guys just go do it. Save, save yourself a week of grocery shopping. Humble 14. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something that we take every day. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. I'm really bad at taking vitamins. I, it just, I, I'm notorious for it. I don't know why, and sometimes they're just like loaded with stuff, and then I feel like I'm burping it up, and it's not cute. But I don't get that with Ritual. Ritual is the multivitamin reimagined. Ritual vitamins contain key nutrients in forms your body can actually use to help fill gaps in your diet. No shady extras. Ritual's delayed release capsule designed delivers high quality nutrients, including vitamin D3 in just two daily pills. Plus, you'll always know what nutrients you're taking and where they come from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. Get key ingredients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash humble to start your ritual today. How is your aunt feeling about all this? Because I feel like she's sort of like the mediator. She's mourning hard. Really? Yes. And she's mourning in the way that you're describing where she has a lot of nostalgia for the relationship that she could have had because now at, so my uncle's 61 years old. So after 61 years, which is so young, so young after 61 years, she has now finally gotten to know her brother in the way that everybody else in the world had gotten to know him. He's very Mm. active in the animal community. The, all of our neighbors have been over and everyone's pitching in. Everyone's asking about his dogs and his cats. And they've, they've all been like, your uncle is so great. We love him. And my aunt's like, are we talking about the same guy? You know, just completely different. Um, and she did not, wow. and, and over the last year, she's gotten to be his caregiver, not caregiver, but, you know, companion, if yeah. you will, in, you know, just checking in on him and going to doctor's appointments and, you know, she's his power of attorney now. So she has gotten to know him on a way that she hadn't before. And she just feels so sad that it is, this- yeah, that it's like, we could, I could, we could have been friends. We spent so many years not speaking and you speaking really ill towards me and mean towards me. And now to discover like, Hey, I really like you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But there's something here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so she has been so unfortunate. She's yeah. She's been really sad about that fact. But you know what I told her was. And it's more unfortunate for the person living because now you have to constantly think about that. Yeah. And what I told her was, but at least you got to experience it now. Yes. Like, right. You're living it right now. He's still here. You have the front, like it's, you're in the present, but you're already like skipping ahead. I'm like, morning. Yeah. You, you got this time with him. You have it now. And, and I keep reiterating. I'm like, dude, he had a tumor on his freaking brain. That'll do some shit to your personality. Yeah. And who knows how long it was there. Right. Right. The brain, I mean, it controls everything. Everything. Yeah. 
it's a really tough thing to, I think, wrap your brain around. But I get what she's saying. It's almost like, God, why couldn't we have done this 20 years ago? I mean, it's kind of like 30 years It's kind of like our brothers. Yeah. Well, I feel like I am making an effort because I know that I, it's, and it's, again, very morbid, but I always feel like if he were to die tomorrow, if he, you know, he's going back to prison in the next two weeks. Yeah. And, well, 10 days technically, but, uh, you know, you always had that thought of, okay, what if he, what if he gets killed in prison? Yeah. And my last, what are my last words to him? Mm. What was my relationship like? Did he meet my daughter? Did he know how much I loved him? And that, you know, I don't think that it's his fault that he's where he's at. And I think that there was a lot of circumstances that, and unfortunately that, that made him and got him where he is. Um, so for people who don't know, Natalie and I both have brothers who are addicts and they are pretty much the same age and have had pretty much almost the same pathway. Her brother's been to prison. I don't think my brother's ever been in prison. He's only been to jail. He always gets out of everything. So he doesn't actually have a criminal so record, crazy. but he's done some criminal things, but, <laughs> but he's a criminal. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's the story that she's getting into is. Yeah. It's, and it sucks because, you know, you battle this sort of like, what, like, why did you do this? Yeah. Like we could have, you could have been this big brother that I could have gone to and, and told my life about yeah. and asked you for, I don't know. I just, it's, it just sucks. Damn, this is know? bringing up a lot for me because I didn't realize I had like now witnessing this relationship in my dad and in, in his family, I am and now hearing you talk about it. I'm like, we are really traumatized by the fact that we do not have big brothers a relationship yeah like i have a semi relationship with my brother but it's not a big brother relationship in fact he refers to me as his big sister right right we're 10 years apart i will say though you have a really good relationship with your father i do so you understand the male female sort of relationships yeah. i think my relationship with my father is a little different off yeah um, not to say that it's terrible, but it's just not, it's not like that. I'm not like a daddy's girl, right. you know? Totally. So I, I haven't had like those male relations, strong male figures yeah. in my life. But I will say though, with my brother now going to prison and all this stuff, I have made an effort every single day with him that, Hey, I, even if he doesn't respond, wow. it's, Hey bro, love you. I'm here. If you want to have dinner, Whenever you want, like, I'll drop whatever. Like, let's let's make it happen the next day. Hey, how you feeling? I know this is – I know it's tough. but It's just a constant, like, reminder to them yeah. because I feel like they're the ones that need it more than we do. Totally. Because we're here. We're fully here. We are functioning. We are living this world. We are able – we are capable and able. And we have the skills, right? Like, we don't – I don't, we I have, don't have addiction. Exactly. I don't have that DNA. Like, I mean, I have the DNA, but I don't have the disorder. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it, it is a mental, um, like not dysfunction. It's but an it's, illness. It, it's an illness. Yeah. And we don't have that illness. And, and I think if you change your mindset and treat it like an illness versus, you know, making them the bad guy yeah. and empathize with them, I think it does. It, it Again, it, it does more for you. I can sleep at night knowing that, hey. I, I tried, you know, yeah. and I know he's not going to outlive me. Let's put it that way. Yeah, oh, definitely. You know, he's already been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and all these other things. He always has health issues. 
So yeah, I don't want to be your dad saying all these things to him at his bedside and feeling like I didn't even know you. Yeah. Although I think it's different with our brothers because they have addiction. So it's almost like somebody having dementia. It's like, okay, well, this is the cards you were dealt versus like if our brothers had done something specific outside of illness. But I wonder if not to say the same thing, but I wonder if him being gay, Mm. he almost felt like that was like the A on his chest, right? Like everyone feels like this is my curse. This is what I, the cards I was dealt. And it's almost like, I wonder for him, maybe not be addiction, but maybe it's something that like, you know. Yeah. That's interesting though. I think it's just, it's, it's a perspective thing. And I think as we get older, I think when I was younger, I was like, fuck him, you know, like, fuck him. Like he did this to himself. He put himself in the situation. He became the criminal. He became that. He did all these things. And I just never looked at it as like, well, why did he become this? Why, why did this happen? Um, one of the episodes I recorded is called addiction is like a cancer. And I talk about how addicts, it's like a cancer, right? So like when someone has cancer, everyone's like, what can I do for you? How can I help you? Like, you know, everyone's so supportive and loving, but when someone has addiction, it's like, oh, well, you should just make better choices. Exactly. Bitch, if I could, I would. You think anybody wants to be (laughs) fucking disappointing their family, spending all their money, ruining their lives? Like addiction is not something people want to do. No one wants, no one's like, you know what? Tomorrow would be a great day to start being an addict. That sounds like a great life choice. 110%. And I think that if we were to look at brains, which I think we can now, right? Of an addict Mm -hmm. or someone who has an illness- You can see that the brain is literally, literally mm-hmm. messed up. It's different. Yep. You know, yep. it's just different. And, and, and we just have to, we have to change how society sees it. Mm-hmm. And normalizing because it and talking so, about it. And nor- yes. Yeah. And also, you know, I always talk about this too with like within my family, but it's like the system within, you know, uh, the prison reform and all this stuff. It's like, there's no in between. It's like yeah. you either go to prison or you're out on the street. Oh yeah, our our justice system is so there screwed. Is, it is. There's no. There is no rehab no. for them. There is no system in place for them to get better. And sometimes it's. I mean, we're we're setting them up for failure. Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, that is a whole another time. It, it's oh a my whole God, other thing. Yes. But I feel like you know, just. But we're living it. it. We live it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if he had a better system. Mm-hmm. Granted, we're not doing probably what we could be doing and getting th- – like, my mom needs therapy. Oh, because yeah. Because my mom's his biggest – Enabler. Uh, enabler. And we're going off on a whole other tangent. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's oh, – By the way, man. though, I feel like our moms know that they are enablers. At least my mom. Oh, I oh, I told my yeah, mother This is not a secret if uh, they listen. It's like, we, we <laughs> no, all four no. of us know what it is. <laughs> Let's just call oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And your mom knows that my mom yeah. is and my mom knows that your yeah. mom is and they, they help each yeah, other. Yeah, and, yeah. That's, Be- and, they and, don't even and, talk to us about it anymore because they know we're going to be like, you're enabling. And they're like, I'm not going to tell the girls because they're going to get mad at us. Oh, all the time. Yeah. My mom was like, I have to tell you this, even <laughs> though I know you're going to get mad at me. And I'm always like, mom. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't have a daughter right. who is yet. Yeah, my mom's like, you just wait. God forbid Piper's an addict. I'm like, you're right. God yeah. forbid, you know, but if, if she is, Hopefully there will be something that I can do or I will have to go and talk to somebody and, and figure out how to deal with 
a person that is listen you and i have probably watched enough episodes of intervention to now know how to host (laughs) them i learned so much watching that show i was like we need to do this for our brothers i know (laughs) nobody got behind it but you know it's all right (laughs) this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, sometimes when I have a lot going on in my personal life, just like what we're talking about with my brother and death, and it brings up so many emotions and things that I've had to go through that it's sort of nice to just talk to somebody unbiased about these feelings. And BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash humble. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer for humble and hungry listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash humble. Okay, you guys know that I've had some BO issues. I've been very honest about my smell and I'm not proud of it, but I'm working on it. And honestly, before this uh, company jumped on board to have me talk about them, I have been using them and I actually really like it and it's helping my BO. (laughs) Do you know the difference between an antiperspirant and a deodorant? Antiperspirants contain aluminum which forms a plug in your sweat glands to stop you from sweating. Native deodorant does not contain aluminum, parabens, or sulfates. It's vegan and never tested on animals. So important. Native just works to keep you smelling fresh all day long. Native deodorants made with ingredients you've heard of, like coconut oil and shea butter. You wear deodorant every day. Shouldn't you be able to understand the ingredient list? Making the switch to an aluminum-free deodorant does not mean you have to sacrifice on performance. Native will keep you smelling and feeling fresh all day long. With over 10 cents, including their classic and rotating seasonals, you're guaranteed to find one you love. Their classic scents include coconut and vanilla, which is their most popular, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint. Besides their classic deodorant, Native offers an unscented option and a baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities. Trying to cut down on your plastic use, Native even has a deodorant made of 100% paper board packaging. Don't just take my word for it. Check out over 15,000 five-star reviews from happy customers 
who switched to native. I'm telling you guys, the second that I knew that I started smelling, I'm like, okay, this is either my body's way of like detoxing <laughs> or something. I gotta go with with a with a company that's organic. And so for me, it, you know, the aluminums do scare me to be honest with you. And so that's why I wanted to go organic. And I'm like, you know, let's just see <laughs> if this company works. And it does, you guys, it really does work. So you're gonna love native as much as I do. And right now you can get, save up to 20% on your first purchase. So go to native.com slash humble or just use promo code humble at checkout. That's native.com slash humble or use the promo code humble at checkout to save 20% off your first purchase. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Thankfully, my brother is no longer addicted to, or he's still an addict. Addicts will always be addicts, but he is no longer doing hard drugs the way that he was before. And now he just smokes marijuana and he's very supportive of my mom. And he is. And I guess my question is, how do you know? How do you really know? I mean, my brother's told me that so many times and then it's like, oh, he's high again. They might be dabbling, but it's not like the way, like, I don't know if you know, my brother was hardcore, like type of shit you see in movies type of thing like i'm pretty sure he was at like some drug house did he, do, he did the same thing as my brother yeah meth yeah yeah i'm pretty sure my brother my mom went to a, like a drug house where it's like a bunch of people like an abandoned house that people druggies have just taken over oh yeah yeah do you know how many i've been to no to have to clean his stuff out oh and the, the amount of safes i've had to go through and the amount of like oh yeah the fact that I haven't gotten a disease just going through that stuff, uh, it is uh, literally out of a movie. Yeah. My house got raided. Oh, that's right. I mean, my sister and I were living in an apartment and all yeah. of a sudden we walk in and we're like, did somebody come over? And our couches are flipped. Oh, no. Our computers are gone. We were going to school at the time. Computers gone. Bed uh, mattresses like flipped over. I mean, the entire house was a disaster. That's insane. Yeah. It took us like a year and a half to get our computers back. But the crazy part about this is that we are not the only people that have gone through this. Everybody who has an addict has a story about an alcoholic or a druggie. Yes. Everybody. But nobody wants to talk about it. And meanwhile, everyone is just suffering alone in the background. Meanwhile, you and I are like, you know what? This is my life. Like, (laughs) let's bond over it. Like, you got an addict. I got an addict. Cheers. (laughs) Uh, right welcome to life i'm it is it's life and it's how we navigate it and and it's like what can i learn from you Mm -hmm. that i can now apply to my life and your daughter to my situation and my exactly Mm -hmm. and 
this is all a learning experience. We're on this earth to learn, to create memories and experiences and learn and help and give back. And so I feel like these conversations have to happen because maybe someone at home that feels really alone, like, oh shit, that's my this, or that's my parent, or that's my son or whatever. Whether you are the enabler, whether you are the, the addict or the, or the friend of, Mm -hmm. and you don't know how to, how to tell your best friend, like, Hey, your husband's an addict or your, this is, we are, we all have some sort of seven, seven degree of separation to an addict. Yeah. And it's, and it's so unfortunate that it's, yeah. So from your perspective, what are some tips that you would give to somebody in your shoes? So you're not the addict, but you maybe have a sibling or a very close, very close loved one who's struggling with alcoholism or addiction. Um, like looking, looking say, back at yeah. our lives, what would you give an advice? I would say to um, do a little research, right? Mm. Uh, find out, depending on what the addiction is, how you can help them. Because right now, we, I mean, we have a plethora of information at our fingertips. And I feel like, just do a little bit of research and find out, depending on that addiction, what you can do to help. They are they feel very vulnerable and very lonely. Mm-hmm. And I know we want to make it about us yeah. and get upset and get frustrated, but it's not about us ultimately. It's about them. And just like we talked about, think of it like think about it as if they have a cancer. Yeah. And I think, you know, if if you can be supportive as much as you can be, and sometimes you can't, and it's okay. And it's okay to set that boundary, Mm -hmm. right? Like this is very unhealthy for me now. Like I need to step away, unfortunately. And that, again, that's okay. Verbalize it, but maybe don't say, fuck you, leave. Yeah. Right? Or even though you want to. Or or name call them like, you're such a loser. You da 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 Exactly. Because that will literally go and make them get high Mm -hmm. or go do whatever that is. You're you're just, you know, not helping the cause. Um, And just try try to lead with, lead with love and uh, with empathy and hopefully try to get them a little bit of help. Right. Um, I don't know. It's, it's really hard. I mean, look, I'm, I'm in the the thick of it, but do whatever you feel like you can, that if God forbid they were to pass away tomorrow, you wouldn't live you the rest of your life with guilt. Yeah. I would say one, (laughs) There's a book I recommend. It's called uh, Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown. That really opened my eyes to a shame-guilt spiral. And all of us as humans have that, especially in our society, but particularly with addicts. What I recognized in our own family was our addict would mess up. And then instead of nurturing them, we would shame them or guilt them like, oh, well, you flunked out of school. You're a loser. You're ashamed to the family. Look at the rest of your family. We're all amazing. And you're the loser. (laughs) Like, okay, well, that's going to make them want to get high. So let's not go that route. But instead it's, again, the empathy piece, which is, I love you. I know you're having a hard time, but I cannot continue to support your drug behaviors. If you want help, here's what is being offered. But until you want help, I cannot continue to enable you, whatever. It's literally every episode of intervention. Just take any of those words. Totally. Um, (laughs) And then the next thing I would say is to communicate your feelings. 
which I think yeah. is different than communicating your anger. So I love you. I'm really hurt right now. Right. This is making me feel like this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Instead of what I think we did in our family, which was, I'm not talking to you. I'm done with you. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, that's, that doesn't help the person. Because the problem, it's, it's funny. I don't even think I did that. It was more of, hey, bro, we're here. We love you. We will always be here. Our doors are open. If you want to come back, you just have to come back sober. Right. And you can't lie. And the, the problem is he would lie so much yeah. that we never knew, like, are you are you high? Are you sober? Do you have chicks with you? Are you stealing money? Like, what is going like what's on? what's reality? Um, yeah. And so, you know, he obviously has his own story to tell, and I will let him tell that story. But... You know, it it wasn't an easy life, and that's and it's not an excuse, right? Right? Because a lot of people have had really hard lives, and they haven't going down that path. But it's it's a very very difficult situation in line. Yeah, yeah. What worked well for me was telling my mom, I'm like, listen, if he wants to go to rehab, I will pay for it. I will go pick him up wherever he's at. I will do everything in my power to help him get an, into a rehab. If it's not about rehab, don't tell me about it. I don't hear about it. You want to help him. You want to enable him. That's on you. When you guys, both of you are ready for right. rehab, I'm your 100% supportive girl. Otherwise, I'm out. Yeah. You know, respectfully, kindly, That's lovingly, my sisters and I. love was, you. Yeah. That was my sister's and I. It was because I think that the love for a, a sibling is different than the love for a child. Yeah. And so their patience level is way higher than ours. Totally. And the, mine was like, and they have guilt, right? Three strikes throughout, and then my mom was like, fifteen strikes throughout. You She's know, like fifteen hundred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think like, it's because they have a guilt as well as mothers. It's like, what did I do wrong to get you oh, to this 100%. path? And to but be that's, fair, that's what kills them, though. It's yes, yeah, they, yeah, they were yeah, innocent. They, yeah, yeah, they had some. Yeah, they definitely did. They their, caused some they trauma to these poor kids. They did. love our mothers, and, and, and they, they will admit it too. They're like, oh, I probably they, shouldn't they use they that chunk less so much. <laughs> They do admit it, and, but and then at the same time they're like, "But we thought that that's what mm. was best for them." And they right? have our moms have their own trauma, like it's right. generational trauma. Be- it is. Okay, so let's flip a little. What okay, about go? What about um, a friend whose partner is an addict, or that you recognize that they have addictive, or I don't know. Oh man. <laughs> if it's a friend. I, I recently no me, did this. Yo no me meto. Oh, okay. <laughs> I won't get involved. I just you know what some I've learned the hard way. I, I had a best friend, like literally best, 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 best friend. And oh. her boyfriend was doing cocaine in front of me. And she was a good girl. And I mean it was in my house. Like he brought it in my house. I was like, what is that? <laughs> it was like I'm like a black table. Is that pixie dust? <laughs> yeah. And he was doing it with her sister. Younger sister, I'm going to guess. No, with her older uh, sister. Okay. And I was like, you two, <laughs> if, if you don't tell her, I'm going to tell her. And then guess what? I told her. She got mad at you. And she got mad at me. Mm. And she married him. And by the way, they're fantastic and they're great. And I'm so sad that we don't have that relationship anymore. But it's just like, it's not my place. I will tell you like I like, like a sister, like if I, if I love you, hey- Something's off, mm-hmm. but at this point, it's like, you're going to do what you're going to do. So I recently encountered this and I noticed that my friend 
was aware of her significant other's behavior and aware of the addictive behavior. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I took her aside when we were just like one-on-one and I was like, hey, I see what you see and I know that you're uncomfortable, but I can tell that you love your partner so much. I just want you to know that I'm here for you if you ever want to talk about it or if you ever like I have a lot of addicts in my family, I'm happy to like offer you support and love and guidance, but it's okay for you to be super in love with him and also super upset that he's an addict and it doesn't mean you have to live in both worlds but if you're going to move forward in your relationship if you want a future with this person this is something that you need to have a conversation about and address because god forbid you guys get married and have babies and he continues with an, a negative addiction and damn and she you pulled her aside and told her all this at a bar oh, yeah <laughs> and she just looked at me but what is she did she appreciate Absolutely. it? Absolutely. She she okay. she felt because that could have gone by the way so bad if she was like, "How dare you?" Had, had she been in denial or had she been like, you know, because a lot of people yeah. are like, yeah, the relationship I have with this person, they're defensive. They, we have a mutual respect, so I knew that okay. what I said, and I said it in a very loving way. It's just like, no, no, what you just said was beautiful, yeah. and I wish someone would tell me that if. I was in that situation. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not judging you. I've been in your shoes before. I've been in a relationship where I was embarrassed by my partner because we would go out and they would drink too much. And then I had to cover it up because I love them. And I didn't want, I didn't want to tell my friends because I didn't want to embarrass him. And I thought it was a thing between us. So I was like, I get where you're coming. I I know where you're at. It's hard, but you don't need to put up with this. And I see you, I see the suffering and I can see how much you love this person. But if you ever need any help or you like need to talk to anybody, like I'm here for you. And she was just wow. like, thank you. Like, that means so much. Like, it's really hard. And I was like, I, I get it. Like, I love you. I'm here for you. And it was that that was it. That's all that needed to be said. It was like, right. we all know. We all see it. It's your relationship. <laughs> yeah. You do what you know. By the way, no one was probably going to tell her that. I mean, you know me. I don't like to talk shit behind your back. I'll just tell it to your face. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but I, but, but, but you're doing it in a way of like, hey, yeah, like, we all have a heart here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be sensitive to it. That's crazy. And I think that's poor girl. I think that's an appropriate. That must way. be a tough situation. Yeah. yeah, no, it was definitely appropriate. And then now that gives her the opportunity next time she finds herself in a really uncomfortable spot. But you guys are also in your thirties and like at this point it's like, Hey, I don't want you to make a really, really big mistake in your life. Like you still have many years ahead of you to like build a life. Yeah. Versus I think when that happened to me, we were in our early 20s and everyone was a child and we didn't know any better, you know? Yeah, but I mean, also, but, if you fall in love at 30-something years old and the guy has addictive behavior, you've really got to love him. Like, well, yeah, because you're not 20 anymore right. saying, I don't know anything about life. No, 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 you've been yeah. around. You, you know, you know. Not that you don't make mistakes, but it's, it's hard. It's tough, super tough. Yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, that's. I think that's a good way to do it when you have a friend. Yeah. Like, hey, I see you. I'm here for you. I love you. I I see what you're going through. It's not like passing judgment. It's not pointing the finger or anything. But yeah. So that (laughs) so heavy. Can we can can we wrap it up on a high note? (laughs) Sure. Tell me. Tell tell me something juicy. (laughs) Tell me something juicer. Um. What's oh? I watched Sex Life. You did. Yes, I watched the whole thing. Okay, just give me your quick synopsis because it's uh, now it's bedtime. I know we're gonna go to bed soon. I'm so me too, you guys. The AC. None of us can have the AC on because it makes too much noise. But we're both here. We live in old ass houses, (laughs) and it's ready. Uh, Um, Okay, tell me quick. What did you think? I are you team Brad or team? I want to marry a Brad. 
Oh, 100%. Gag in my mouth. Justin, ooh, I can't say his name. (laughs) He was Brad. Yeah, but you don't marry the Brads. Okay, well, just because... Let me tell you something. Just because sex life said so doesn't mean you can't. I know people who have married their Brads. Name, I want to meet them, I want to see them, and I want to know their story. No one marries the Brad. And and lasts. Okay, Morgan Freeman married her Brad. Is it really her Brad? Yes, uh, believe me, because they had a really toxic start. We used to call him Navy Boy. And he didn't want a relationship with her because he was in the Navy. And he's like, no, I'm going to all these ports. Oh, and she made him settle. <laughs> and then they <laughs> ran into each other randomly in Vegas. And that's how they rekindled. Um, and then they started yeah, dating. Yeah, maybe. So, that's one. Yeah, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just bitter because I don't <laughs> No, I'm not. She's probably the exception, uh, not the rule. So it's fine. No, he is an exception. Uh, you know, I think for me, it was about just the... The, the not knowing. And I don't want to fucking deal with the not knowing if he's going to come home. Oh, Look, when you're Brad. hot and sexy and young, that's fine. But when you are pregnant and feel disgusting and have a baby, mm. you're like, come the fuck home. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's what the Brads in this world lack. Hmm. They don't come home. Where are they going? <laughs> with with the younger version, the, with the younger, hotter version of you. Nah, not when you're married to me. <laughs> nah. Damn, girl, I love the confidence. <laughs> Number one, not when you're married to me. Number two, I'm a techie bitch, okay? You're not going somewhere without me figuring out where you're at. Well, yeah, not now. Nowadays, it's There's a, a whole track other, my iPhone. There's all kinds of stuff. The fact that people even even cheat nowadays is like mind boggling to me. Although there's all kinds of ways people cheat. They got apps that encrypt everything that that don't even show up on your phone yeah, or something, yeah. or, or it's named mm-hmm. something else. But at that point, listen, if you're gonna cheat and you're gonna go through all that effort, just just leave just me. Go. Just yeah, come on. Although it's part probably part of like the excitement of like that. Ooh, I'm doing something behind your back. I'm but getting, I, it's like an I adrenaline like rush. If they're going through that much effort to cheat on you where they have like secret fucking apps, I feel like you would know because that means they're spending so much time. Like, well, this is part of the addiction. <laughs> Maybe it all ties yeah. in. It's a sex addict. That I think is, is part it, of the or addiction. Is it just a low, I think low self-esteem in a man. Yeah, maybe. Like, uh, but I feel like it must it must trigger or release the same oh, yeah. sort of endorphins in your mm-hmm, brain yeah. and like the yeah, dopamine yep. where you're like you get off on mm-hmm. it. You know? It's ego. Oh my god. So now sex addicts I have to treat like they have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that one Jesus. Is, I'm not qualified in that one. Okay, I, okay. I don't know. But I did really enjoy sex life. Oh, you guys, by the if you way, haven't watched was it that not, on Netflix. There are a few episodes. Dude, Riley fell asleep during I one of the sex scenes, and I'm like, that. I go, hello. Yeah, I was like, ready to go. Let's go, babe. <laughs> and he's like, <sighs> literally. I was like, God, Brad. <laughs> oh, my God. Not. I told a guy that he had Brad energy. I was like, have you watched Sex Life yet? And he's like, no. And I was like, you have Brad energy. He's like, what does that mean? I'm like, it's like BDE. You're like, just Google it. Yeah. I was like, Episode I was three. like watch it and then let me know what you think. You're oh, wait, welcome for the company. Who's this guy? Someone I met at a bar. Oh my! Don't, get, we, don't get excited. Are we, are we meeting with him again? No, I don't know. Okay. We don't. But there's oh. no updates. I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> meet and tell until it's a real thing. 
By the way, all my cousins have significant others. And this week, this weekend, we were invited to go to the Hollywood Bowl. And my cousin, my male cousin who invited us has the audacity. Well, because you were like, what if I bring my girlfriend? He's like, what about a guy? Motherfucker, (laughs) if I had a guy, that would have been my first choice. Why do you have to rub it in that I don't have a plus one date? It's like, yeah, bringing bringing your friend is cool. But how about a guy? And I'm like, he would have said the same thing. What do you mean he would have said the same thing? I mean, wait. What? <laughs> um, oh, he would have said the same thing if we told him, why don't you bring a girl? He'd have been like, if I had one, I would bring one. Yeah, but we would because we would, we But would now know. he's all booed up. So now yeah, that's, he just you know. sees the world through fucking everyone. Yeah, got a but couple. he would have totally been like, uh, I would if I could. Yeah, it's rude. So, so don't don't yeah. treat your single friends like they're inferior. OK, people. Yeah, exactly. Some of us are living in a very dry dating world. But enjoy it. Enjoy the dry season, it's great. the wets, all of it, the humidity, uh, let's just <laughs> whatever's happening down listen, there. Just it could be dry it. and then very. It could rain, honey, real fast. Oh, real quick, real quick. Just a downpour. Like, my DMs view. By the way, it is flood season right now, so I'm just saying, you never know. All right. Well, it's something. It's something about the moon. The moon's at a tilt. Okay. Well, did you hear about you that? You can tilt the moon and all the men my way. Riley just was like, he walked in there and he's like, you know, a lot of, uh, we're going to have a lot of floods because the moon's tilted this way and it only happens every 18 years and blah, blah, blah. I heard about this. Yes, now. Yeah. So that's why Mm -hmm. there's so many floods happening. But, you know, I'm not a archaeologist. Meteorologist. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I have no idea. It's past my bedtime. Okay. Well, thanks for chatting and doing a little life update and talking about our brothers. It's always a pleasure to have you. Of course. I love you. Love you. I... Um, and praying for you and your family. Thanks. And my family. Yeah. We all are all family. But um, yeah, I, I hope that you find the peace that you need yeah. to go through this next sort of phase. Um, and whatever you need, I'm here. Cool. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. So since we recorded that, which was last week, uh, I'm actually recording today. It's Friday. You guys will be hearing this Monday, but a lot's changed since recording that podcast. And um, unfortunately, my cousin's uncle did not win the battle uh, with cancer. And my cousin, we actually found out yesterday, and as I was driving to go say goodbye to my brother because he was going to be turning himself in today. Uh, you know, we, we get the news that he, uh, didn't make it. And so, you know, it was sort of ironic that we were having this conversation a week ago and then, you know, fast forward a week in the same day, we're both sort of saying our goodbyes. My cousin wrote something on Instagram that I wanted to share with you guys. And, uh, I just thought it was beautifully said. And, and she says, with, you know, with a heavy heart, I share my uncle passed away today after his battle with brain cancer. And while our relationship was estranged and complicated, I'm so grateful for the resolution we were able to find in the final days of his life. As a gay man growing up in a Catholic Spanish household, his journey wasn't easy and I admire his strength in many ways. I'll always cherish the conversations we had around boys, his love of architecture, and his affinity for fostering and rescuing animals. We love you, Rick. Say hi to Jack and the rest of the family up there. We'll see you soon. I just thought it was beautiful that she was able to have this sort of closure 
whether it was for her or for him, they got that. And I hope that if you guys are going through anything similar, that you say your goodbyes and that you say that I love yous and, and the I'm sorry's or whatever it is you feel like you need to get off your chest uh, just for your own sake and sanity and peace of mind. Uh, for us, so I, like I said, I was on my way to go and say my goodbyes to my brother yesterday when we found, when we found out that news. Uh, but it put things in perspective for me. And it was like, okay, you know, my brother's not dead. You know, he's still here. He still has a chance to fight. And although he's making poor decisions, I feel like not only not only is he able to still change, but, you know, if he has the will, he can still live many, many years. And sometimes I think it's hard for him to see that. Sometimes I feel like he thinks you know, he doesn't have much time on this earth, but it's like, you know what, bro, you do, you do. You just have to want it. You have to want to fight for it and get the help that you need. So, you know, we all rallied here around him and my mom took him today to go to the court and surrender and which was not easy for her. But, you know, as us girls support you know, her daughters support her and and surround her with love and remind her that, hey, look, I know he's your son. I know you love him, but there's also consequences. And he needs to be a law abiding citizen at the end of the day. If you're not, you know, you have, you have to do the time. And so I think that's all we can sort of do is remind ourselves, okay, you know, he, he did something wrong. He's got to go and, and pay the price. And hopefully this time around, he'll learn. So anyways, I'm sorry to be such a Debbie Downer, but <laughs> I, you know, I'm always honest with you guys of what's going on. And, you know, a lot of people are embarrassed by these things, but I feel like why we all go through very difficult situations in our lives and there's nothing to be embarrassed about. We're all human. We all make mistakes. We're all going through shit. So we might as well talk about it, be honest about it. And if this can help someone else, that's going through a really hard time, say, Hey, I'm not so alone. Like, you know, like we talk about every week, you're not alone. We're all going through something. So anyways, I love you guys. I'm praying for all of you. Oh man. But I promise you guys next week will be a lot lighter. I have my girlfriend coming on. She's an organizer. She helps basically declutter your entire life. So it'll be good. It'll be refreshing. And we can pick her brain on what we can do in our houses, in our lives to declutter, to organize, because I know that that helps with just sort of our daily day function and our brain function. So It'll be, it'll be better next week. I promise. (laughs) Anyways. So thank you guys again. I love you all so much. Remember to please subscribe, rate, review. I love talking to you guys every week and that's the only way I'm able to do it. So thank you again. And remember, stay humble and stay hungry.